spend all this time on something without breaking for lunch for no other reason than a vision drawn upright. If not perfectly written with care and precision, it won't take off flight. Oh, a vision complete, but nothing in the distance. I've had my share, but never a one that could anyone unlatch. Open and bear to see Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you as always is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. So tonight's guest I discovered on the magical pathways of the internet last week. I was going through the infinite scroll search, checking out videos, looking for something to entertain myself, and I came across a viral video. When I say viral video, I'm not talking about the dogs or the cats or people hurting themselves or schoolyard fights. I'm talking about percussion, a drummer, musician. Um, I myself have been playing bass for better part of almost 20 years and I've switched over to drums. So I've been absorbing everything there is to know about drums on the internet. Instagram, hashtag drums, hashtag drum techniques. So I come across this video and it's posted by a friend of mine, Aaron. And I'm instantly blown away by the song. I like the fact that the drummer behind the kit basically just checks his, his little Moog synthesizer and just goes for it, and the vocals just happen right away. I must have watched the video probably about five, ten times, um, start texting my friends saying, hey, have you ever heard of this guy before? Like, oh, yeah, 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 I think he's played the Grape Room down Manny Young before. And uh, I did some more, you know, uh, research and found out that some of the musicians that I've played in bands with have played with him. And this video, I mean, it's just so accessible. Like, it's just, it's such a great song. It makes you feel good about yourself. If you read the lyrics on their website, you could probably pull 10 different stories out of it, but we'll find out tonight exactly what's going on. It seems as if he's been a seasoned musician. He's been playing a lot in New York. He's been to uh, several different countries in Europe, and he is on the cusp, what I believe, ladies and gentlemen, of making it big time, going viral or however you want to describe becoming a successful musician in the 2010s. With that being said, please welcome to the Bobcast, Josh Dion. Hey, hey Bob, thank you. No problem, man. So yeah, thank I was you. blown away by the song of Vision Complete. Wow, yeah, thank you, man. I mean, that's, um, you know, that's one of the first things Paris Monster recorded um, and wrote together was that song. So Paris Monster is your new band that you've been, I guess it's been a two-year project, right? You and your friend... Um, Jeff Crayley. Jeff Crayley. Jeff Crayley, yeah. Yeah, it's been a little more than two, I guess maybe like really like hitting the pavement in the New York area for three years. Um, and, you know, each year it just becomes a little bit more involved, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, But, you know, basically local with some Europe touring, some, you know, some stuff like that that opened up for us and and just people like yourself finding out about it and opportunities coming out of that. But yeah, so it's, it's, it's been, uh, and we're a duo. Uh, as you know and vision complete is is an interesting thing because it it was um it was written kind of like the first part of the song is really just me kind of like singing the song like you mentioned it kind of starts right off yeah i like and, that um yeah it's cool it, it, it's actually kind of funny because in i love recordings like this but in the, the, the recorded track it kind of sounds like we're just getting sounds which i really like it's like it starts off with just like yeah i like that sound too yeah definitely and, 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 and then it's like and then it just pops right in with the groove and, and the verse and then the bass drops and it's like a big moment and uh 
and I just loved it. And, and it was cool. It was like one of the first things we were, we've explored many different kinds of songs, many different ways of writing together. And Vision Complete was a really unique experience. And it's crazy how people respond to it. Like, cause I never was sure, you know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. just not sure sometimes when you're doing something like this. And like, well, which songs I'm, people respond to, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just so happy that everyone likes the song because I, I, you know, I, I love it. I mean, it was really, in in theory, an improvisation that I recorded myself doing and uh, sent it to Jeff, and Jeff uh, actually wrote those lyrics mm-hmm. using kind of the syllables uh, of of my improvisation. Like I had some lyrics, and like some of them he kept word wise and stuff, but he wrote that entire wild story or you know whatever you know like you said you said you, you got many different oh it's a great story. Ver- versions of the story which which I, you know i can see that because it's it's got a lot of uh, a lot of depth to it i feel like a, a lot of content is what i meant to say a lot of content and um yeah so and that's how we wrote that song you know and it was so weird because i was at the like you, you said i was at the drum festival uh, yeah the, the, video, the, the, vi- the viral video you're talking about is on facebook it was recorded in november at a, a tam tam drum festival in spain in sevilla you know in southern spain andalusia beautiful country land and i i'm a yamaha endorser you know and i i not super involved in the drum world or the technical world or anything. And as you know, I'm, I'm not famous up to this point. I'm just kind of a, like a local musician. And it's just like, so I did, I had the opportunity to play this drum fest and I did my thing, you know, I did my thing, which is singing, playing drums, kind of talking more about the whole, the overall nature of music and how that relates mm-hmm. to drummers. And then at the end of the festival, the, uh, someone spoke up in the audience and asked me to play Vision Complete. So that oh, was wow. how that happened. Yeah, actually, I did get a chance to watch the full hour version. Oh, oh, you did? Okay, cool. So you can go online and you can watch. I'll put links to it here on the Bobcast for people to watch the entire performance. I mean, it's cool that, you know, like, it basically is, like, you know, it's a seminar for drums, and you go over all these different ways that you like to play the drums. I really enjoyed the, you know, the hand percussions mixed with, like, you know, the, the rim shots and, like, all these different various forms so, I mean, it was crazy that at the end they called that out. And, like, you literally had, like, there's an iPad, like, you could see, and there's just a few minutes left in your set. And they captured this one special moment. And, you know, I mean, I don't know what it is about the, it, the audio, the, the, the way it's filmed. It just has so much energy in it. Like, you know, like, I found myself, like, uh, I mean, I would pop on the video to, like, you know, work out to. Like, watch, li- li- listening to a video in my headphones, like, yes, this song's awesome. You know, like, it's, it's, it's so, so much, cool. like energy and it just makes me feel good you know and like i i mean like there's something about music i mean when you find new music i was talking to my friend about this the other day it it takes you back to being like a kid you know in a sam goody or a a wall or you know any type of record story and you find something and you're like oh this is great and then you know i was elated to find out that you know there was some sort of connection between the bobcast world and the paris monster and just the whole the vibe of it but um Let's, uh, let's go H.G. Wells style. Let's go back in time real quick. Okay. So I, I saw an interview uh, with you. Uh, and basically, you said you were born a drummer. Can you give us like a brief history of how you came up hitting the ones and twos? <laughs> cool. Yeah, I, uh, well, my dad's a drummer. And uh, so I was nurtured from the youngest age. I, I mean, I was nurtured by music before I can remember. So basically there are, there are photos of me 
with a snare drum at like literally the age of one you know and um i mean i couldn't even hold the sticks right or anything or whatever you know what i mean like i i would just kind of play and draw on them and you know bang on them or whatever and um i think i got my first drum set when i was around three you know and and it was cool because my dad he's not like a real he himself is very like studied uh, <clears throat> classically on on the drums and like marching band and things like that and he's just he's just certain kind of now he never forced that kind of stuff on me so i had a really natural upbringing where he basically just had like a great collection of records and uh musical instruments around the house you know so i had this drum set and and I just played all the time, man, you know, and it was like really, that was how I came up as a, as a little kid, you know, so I didn't really know anything else. It's you know good. Mean? It's good to yeah. be nurtured with music. So what type of records were you listening to? <clears throat> now we had a really great classic rock collection, more than anything, you know, it was like the Almond Brothers. Um, I, remember my, I remember my dad saying, you got to check out Little Feet. Little Feet's funky. I remember <laughs> that's the first time I, I ever heard anybody mention the word funk little feet which is interesting now now that i've delved into actual funk music i go back and i hear what he's saying about how southern rock has a swing that's kind of is in fact funky you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like I, I remember him saying that to me way back and then i got really into cream um pink floyd the beatles i think were the those were the probably the three bands i practiced to the most as a kid pink floyd cream and the beatles and um yeah, and those things lead to other things because I was I was a little investigator at times, and then I discovered the blues basically through rock and roll, which is kind of like the the necessary way of going back in time and finding out where everything comes from, you know. Yeah, as a musicologist, I mean, like it is yeah. crazy when you just basically see how everything's connected through, yeah. I guess, really one linear path. I mean, like all yeah, music in a way it's is like, just one type of. The one thing that uh, I always think about is that it's one of the things that separates us from the animals, the animal kingdom. Like, we have the ability to pick up these instruments and make songs. Uh, some people will probably say, you know, other animals can make these types of noises or whatever, but it's it's what makes us unique and it's what makes people just, you know, enjoy life in a way. It's just music, you know? Mm-hmm. Are you, oh, yeah. Are you watching a vinyl right now on HBO? I'm not. <laughs> So it's funny we're talking about all this because the show Vinyl on HBO, it, it, it delves into all the, I guess, the early 70s and, like, you know, some of the bands that you were mentioning just there. They okay. feature on the show a little bit of the funk and, like, the, the mystery of Pink Floyd. And it's kind of funny, like, how, like, back in the day, um, all album covers would, would focus on, you know, a headshot of the band. But then as bands like Pink Floyd, Cream, they came along, you start seeing these mysterious images and it would make you want to be able to uh, investigate more, like you said. So yeah. I totally get that vibe because I was totally investigating music as a kid, just like completely enamored with the the mysteries, you know. So, yeah. so like, when did you um first start like performing in bands? What, what what was your first band? Oh, good God! Okay, let me think. Well, you know, I had bands like kind of play bands all throughout my childhood. There, I, I was really lucky. Matter of fact, I just did a a recording with an old friend of mine recently who happens to be his name is James Barry. He's he's a he's a professional actor, extremely talented artistic personality, and he just released a record of music. He's kind of more in like the rock punk songwriting British invasion style of writing mm-hmm. and and he makes his living as an actor, but but we've known each other since we were literally six years old. 
and we used to have bands all the time so i i would have to say like i was more of a solo performer um because i do like drum solos and all this um but then we would have bands and and there weren't that many kids that were playing because it was so young you know what i mean it's like not that many kids getting together and doing stuff but like james and i would get together and play cream songs mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that, that was like what we or like an elvis song or something like that was the kind of stuff that we were trying to learn about and we were so young man so but i would play with him for for quite a long time we had a band in high school too that was kind of a, a punk-esque band like where i could shred on the drums and like stuff you know what i mean i hadn't really you know started singing it or anything i was just playing drums at the time but, but no 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 bands that were ever recorded i think the first band i was recorded with was that band in high school uh wow. yeah late late high school so yeah do you remember uh, your first gig ever your first legit gig as you know a band? <sighs> it's a good question because it gets blurry because i would you know i'd, I'd sit in all the time You'd sit in jam with people you know what I, I you know what i would tell you my first gigs were when i was about 16 i started to get phone calls to do straight ahead jazz gigs in the connecticut area which is where i'm from mm-hmm. and those meant so much to me because that's what i was I, I i was really getting into straight ahead jazz at the time and it was like you know small kick drum and like checking out philly joe jones and max roach and all these amazing bebop type drummers and i remember like I would say, like, that was when I started to work, like, actually make a living, or not a living, but, like, the beginning of what would become a living, you, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. I, 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 a I, lifestyle. You know, I mean, and I started teaching as well, and, but I remember those gigs, and I can't remember exactly where they were, there were some just little venues around, and I was just, like, so proud, you know what I mean, to have, like, a schedule full of, of, of playing drums, you know, like, mm-hmm. driving around, and that was my first taste of it. <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing quite like going back in time to see, like, you know, where somebody's come from. So, I mean, basically, I, I, I'm connecting the dots, like, you're from Connecticut, and then when did you decide to move to New York City? I decided in 19, I graduated high school in 97, I took a year off because I wasn't sure what I was doing, and I, you know, I was unsure musically, I didn't, you know, I didn't know what really where I was at or what I had to offer, and I didn't know, all I knew was I, I had some friends who were really great jazz players who were all moving down to New York, and a lot of them were going to a school called William Patterson, which is in Wayne, New Jersey. It's about 30 minutes outside of Manhattan and like a little bit cheaper, but like awesome program. Really hard to get into, actually, it seemed like. Um, and so I opted, I, I got into that school and I opted to go there because, you know, you can have a car and like it was, a, it was a, a it was way cheaper than New York schools, um, New York music schools, which I could not afford. So I ended up moving to Jersey and like immediately started to get gigs, all kinds of gigs, like at anything, you know, you can imagine basically mm-hmm. just kind of saying, saying yes to everything and, um, and going to school for a little bit. And then I quickly was whisked away from school to tour in a band. Uh, I think that was like 2001. And, you know, it's just networking, meeting people, and, I, and I've been in the New York area since then. You know, I'd say, you know, 2000, it's been six, 2016, man, so there you go, 16 years. So when, was, did you, when did you first start going across the pond, playing into, like, in Spain? and? That, my first Europe experience was with, a, was with a guitarist named Chuck Loeb, who is, like, a great, great Chuck New Loeb. York I, I guitarist. Think I, I think yeah, I he's heard of him. 
he's he's wonderful and you know a lot of the music it, it's kind of like a fusion of r&b and um jazz harmony mm-hmm. and kind of contemporary jazz but like also he was a big part of the studio scene and he played with stan getz so like in the i think in the early 80s or something i mean chuck chuck is an all-around musician an amazing producer and, and also really you know just smart with with his music and his productions and stuff just just amazing so it was a really cool introduction for me and i really needed a gig like that at the time you know what i mean mm-hmm. and, and you know what he had me singing in the band too and that was kind of encouraging so yeah, that, that, is that where like the singing style that you know we hear in Paris Monster is that where it starts to develop from? Yes, I mean, it, it, it started before that, but having someone like Chuck, you know, be interested in saying, "Oh, you want to sing?" It was like it just put me in front of people, which is what needed to happen, because because I was still kind of thinking like, "Oh, I'm a drummer, I'm not a singer," you know, and it was kind of like that coupled with starting my own band and writing my own songs was really what brought that out and started that whole journey you know what i mean so and i think chuck was chuck was kind of something that i needed to fulfill as just a musician like he was kind of a doorway to meeting kind of like the new york scene of the generations before me you know like all these players that i had listened to on records like jazz fusion and like new york studio musicians and like the 70s and the 80s and just kind of uh, those styles, you know what I mean? And those people, like literally playing with those people. So it was was really eye-opening. So, I mean, across all New York City, um, so many different types of places to play. Um, You just play the pianos. I imagine you've played at Arlene's Grocery, a whole bunch of different, you know, venues. Uh, Which one would you consider, like, home or your base, like, camp base? I would say for Paris Monster and for myself, Definitely, Rockwood Music Hall is our our you know home base. And you, you have a show coming up there uh, next week, right? We're playing yes, March twenty second, uh, Tuesday at uh, nine o'clock, Rockwood Stage Two, and uh, and it's great. And we're also going to be doing a residency at Rockwood on on uh, Thursdays in May. Okay. So it's it's really a home base for us and a place that we feel comfortable. The sound guys know what we are going for, and it's like you know. I just play there so much just because I don't know it just sounds great they've got great equipment and they're super cool um, there's nothing better than a good sound guy I mean I used to think that the sound guy should be considered a member of the band in a way you know what I mean? abs- absolutely especially with like this is the day and age of, of technology and it's just like yeah there's nothing worse when you plug in your laptop or you plug in some sort of like element that you're going to be using live and like the, the audio technician just doesn't get it I, I know, I know, and with Paris Monster, this, this has been my first attempt with a, you know having a band with any technology at all. We don't have laptops or anything, but even just the way that we, you know, use our instruments and our amps and, and the modular synth and things like that. Th- those things, you know, it, it it takes a little bit of finesse to get the sound right. So to it's, get it it's, right, um, yeah. You know, we're we're learning. I mean, I'm learning a ton. I mean, just from growing up playing drums and now all of a sudden all this, it's like I've I've grown like you know twice as much in two years <laughs> yeah here you so. um let's let's take a listen to uh one of the tracks i came across uh paris monster of course was a vision complete but i went through some of uh, the discs that you could buy on itunes by visiting the website which will be provided below here in the links this is had damon caught his sloan here on the bobcast
Just the separate lives The unguilt just a glimpse of the balance The whole implied that Damon caught his snow It's too high, I could die I said Damon, I doubt it, child Oh, Sloan, go Sloan I added so high She climbed, clutched and trembled
back here on the Bobcast. That was Had Damon Caught His Sloan by Paris Monster here on the Bobcast. So, Josh, what can you tell us about that fantastic song? <laughs> wow. Well, that's a groove that Paris Monster has actually been kicking around for a long time. And um, we finally finished the song, and, and it's basically, that's, that is a Jeff Crowley lyric and a half. You know what I mean? That's the only way I can say it. It's just a wild story about <laughs> about a father who's oh my god who's you know uh, out playing with his daughter and she jumps from the tree <laughs> she jumps from the tree and he says I'll catch you <laughs> and uh, and he misses her yeah and that feeling <laughs> and it's kind of like yeah. you know just dark dark humor um, at its finest I don't know it's like it's 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 a wild tune man and it's just like producing that track uh with the modular sounds and the kind of industrial nature of it and and you know it, it was it was an amazing thing to experience you know so where did you guys record all these songs at um we record we record at a studio in uh, westchester but we were lucky enough to have a connection with a friend a close friend who you know happens to have a, a, a nice home studio and um we're able to go up there and just kind of, you know, Jeff engineers the uh, the drums and the bass, and we we just get like the basic sounds up there, you know, room sounds for drums. We set up a bunch of drums and a bunch of mics and kind of, you know, get a certain sound that we've been getting uh, for those things. And then if we need to do any room sound on the on the bass or any kind of, you know, amp, get really loud and get creative, mm-hmm. we'll do it. We'll do it up there. And then the rest of the stuff we can uh, work, you know, in the box down in Brooklyn where we live so um it's it's a nice kind of thing to go we'll we'll go up to the studio and we'll we're we're able to stay over and you know stay there for a few days and um just kind of track the basics you know track the basics and lay the groundwork and then come back to Brooklyn and poke away at it until it's done you know so uh the name Paris Monster got any type of uh, origin for us on that you, you know, in, it's it's really more than anything the way that it sounds that we like. Um, but it, it was, in fact, a, a it's a reference to an obscure political cartoon uh, around 1799. And, um, you know, it, it's, uh, but, you know, honestly, I like to think of it not even necessarily like the city, but more like, you know, beauty or romanticism o- over the top of smashing nasty groups if you will that's this what the, the band sounds like exactly in a way i mean it has that vibe completely yeah so that's kind of like that's to me what it what it means but it, it does have an actual origin um from but since then the sound of the band has kind of morphed into what i just described so i mean it definitely has a dance element to it i mean i i can imagine that the crowds that you're drawing are you know, in tune with just the rhythms in general, and you know, I mean, everything yeah. everything I've seen on YouTube, everything I've listened to thus far, I mean, I really do think that you guys are on the cusp of something really good. I mean, I, I believe that this could be. I mean, this video, you know, obviously wasn't of Paris Monster, but it did showcase a Paris Monster song. It's yeah. reaching an audience, and you know, I mean, it's just crazy how in 2016 that's what it takes. For a musician, you know, like yourself, you know, a bunch of young kids, you know, you know, in the area, sometimes they ask me, you know, like, what does it take? How, how do you get big? And like, I, I don't really know anymore. 
this yeah. could this could be a way. I mean, back in the day, it was easy as just yeah. being in the right place at the right time, but even that comes with its own drawbacks of 360 deals and people making you promises that you necessarily, you know, they can't keep. But I'm telling you, man. Yeah, I mean, it's who knows, Bob? Who knows? And and I got to tell you, it's like I did not expect this to happen. You know, it's like it just, you you know, it's like like um, uh, great drummer Mike Johnston was actually. You know, he was a drummer at the drum fest, and the whole video started because he shared the video, saying like, "Hey, check out this guy." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, literally started from him sharing the video. I remember the first day I messaged him and I said, "Wow, I woke up and there was twenty five friend requests on my Facebook. Like, what the hell?" Mm-hmm. You know. And then the next thing I knew, hundred thousand people the first day. And then it's like, then I started to think like, "Wow, like I kind of wasn't paying attention." And then I'm like, next thing I know, I'm getting messages from everywhere. You know, it was like, it was insane how fast it all happened. And then, and Jeff and I are laughing because we've had Vision Complete out for, you know, three years. Three or years, yeah. So, mm-hmm. And so for me, playing that song, I was kind of like, oh, wow, is this boring for everybody? But it's like, no, they've never heard it before, you know? So it's it's a really interesting, it, it really made me think about things. And I got to tell you, it just made me want to focus more. And I, I like what you said about the groove. And it's like, that that is a big part of the band. And I've just been continually trying to come up with newer and unique things that that feel fresh to us to to put out in that mm-hmm. in that realm it's, it's exciting man you know it's, it's, it's definitely it's an accessible form of music i mean it's you know any type of person can enjoy it whether they're from a soul background they're from a funk background i mean there's some hip-hop beats that i hear in there as well yeah but i mean it, it is crazy because one of the things we've talked about here on the bobcast quite a bit is how technology is so new and there's been a lot of drawbacks to technology, but in this case, we're seeing actually like a positive, a positive thing happen. It sounds to me that you know that you, we've just met, but you sound like a very humble person. It sounds like you've made lots of connections with musicians, people, fans, friends all around the world, and now you're finally getting the attention you deserve. So I congratulate you, you know, on that because I mean I think that the power of the internet can work. So boys and girls, if you're listening out there, my advice to you is make sure your friend is bringing a cell phone to the gig and filming you because you never know what's going to happen. You, you never know when lightning is going to strike in a bottle and that that lightning can be harnessed everywhere, like worldwide, you know? So, I mean... It's wild, yeah. It, Thank it, you, Bob. It, it's, it's wild. It is wild, and it's like it's it's crazy because, I mean, this type of thing wouldn't exist when we were kids. We, we were yeah. kind of the both same age in the 90s, like... I remember being a band in like 1994 and thinking like, man, there's no way I'm gonna get like the you know an audience like if I'm playing for like my five friends down the street you know and like so yeah I, I see the positive nature now of the internet I mean for a while I thought that it was t- taking people away from connecting with each other but after this weekend and after discovering Paris Monster and you know Vision Complete I see it as all good you know what I mean so. Wow, I'm glad to hear that, man. That's cool. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. It's like it's like that. It's like a crazy phenomenon that if we don't like let it, if we don't, if we learn how to control it for positive and we don't let it kill us, I think it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, like it, it has it has that power. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like a lot of the stuff you see online is negative. And I mean, politics in general today. I mean, the world is being divided. Our country is being divided by people who 
want this and want that and like you know like a lot of times on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram somebody will post something and you know like they'll unfollow that person just because of what they've said but I feel as if that negativity can always be overcome by music in any situation in any culture any problem that has existed can be beaten down by the power of music I mean Bob Marley uh, in the 70s uh, united Jamaica after he got a shot. I mean, he performed on stage just after somebody like had an assassination attempt. I mean, the Beatles for Christ's wow. sake brought everybody back together. And yeah. you know, no, I mean, you're right. You're right. Wow. I mean, yeah. Nirvana. I mean, like basically, they the, some of the stuff you just said here. I mean, I heard Kurt say in interviews like, "I thought the Smells Like Teen Spirit was a dumb song. I didn't think that anybody would like that song. I didn't think that would be the song that connected with people." And seamlessly overnight, he woke up, and the next thing you know, he was the biggest rock and roll musician in the world. But, I mean, in today's age, it can be discouraging for the young kids, and I think that's the message that we're getting out here tonight on the Bombcast, is that you can you can do it, you know what I mean? And, like, the one thing that I tell people all the time is, like, you just can't give up, you know what I mean? Like, you can't give up. I mean, like, if this is what you do, if you, if you were born a drummer and you got your drum set at age three, there's no reason why you should start stop playing your drums get a job and give up on your dreams because you only live once, you know what I mean? And you have a gift, you should be able to share it with the world. That's what it is, man. And and it's it's an interesting time because people are learning how to make the music themselves because it's it's more about putting things out than it is about like, you know, the actual selling of something. Yeah. It's like more it's more like uh, I don't know, it's like a different model now. So it's it's it, I will say it can be easy it, it, you know, it's easy to get discouraged because you're still putting out music and you're still paying to make the music but no one's buying it and no one's buying it so it's like you have to figure out and and maybe it's through i mean i know for 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 us and for me or whatever it's like you know it's um you know the the performance the live performance and the other methods and it's getting it out and then once you do get a fan base then then it's like you know having the budget to to make the album you want to make and it's like it's like all those things trying to find all those things and like you mentioned record deals and there's that whole thing too is there's like there's so many so many so many variables now and and it's just like man i don't know i'm just it all all this makes me want to do is just wake up and just work on it <laughs> that's yeah. all i got to say totally i mean i i think the model is definitely changing it's sad to think that cds will become extinct i mean kanye west has recently said that yeezus his album was a a bon voyage to you know the medium of records, tapes, or CDs, and it's just a bummer because, like, for me, like, as a musician and as a fan of music, I mean, I still like buying the CD. I still go to Best Buy the day an album of my favorite artist drops so I can open it up, read the linear notes, you know, look at the artwork, and appreciate, you know, just in general. I, I don't know. It's just, it's just bizarre that I, I encourage kids all the time to do that. Like, look, don't like one song. Like them all. Or just purchase the whole thing, so that way you can support, you know, your local artist. You know, and like, oh, that's great. That's good know. advice, man. Yeah, it's it's, it's no, it, it's good. I mean, I'm the same way with vinyl. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> like just having that. And you know, it's like I gotta find even more time in the day for that because it just feels so good to have the whole copy. And and that's what I want to be giving people. You know what I mean? It's just like something real that we've that you can understand, like how how much it took to make. Yeah, I mean, and you're, it's you know, a, a musician puts their heart and soul into it, and it's like you should be not rewarded, but you should be matched that type of energy. Like you know, like the the process of recording isn't easy. 
the process of recording or excuse me writing a song is never easy because there's a thousand different ways to approach it but once it's done you want to be able to connect with the audience and you know I, I feel as if you know things can change and like you know after this weekend discovering you and discovering Paris Monster it, it made me you know it, it, it excited me about music again and it excited me about you know opportunity you know what I mean like it, the possibilities are endless if you're a musician if you're young and you're listening to this just keep going, you know what I mean? Because things oh, are changing, you know? Things are yeah. changing, and, like, you know, whereas you thought that maybe five years ago there wasn't a chance in hell, you've got a chance, and all it takes is just a camera, summer off to the side, or somebody to share something, and we can turn things around. So, I mean, music is not dead here on the Bobcast. Mm-mm. No, not at all. I love so, it. I love so, it. Um, this, you're going to be doing a residency. You're playing this Tuesday coming up at Rockway, right? Yep, this Tuesday at Stage 2 Rockwood, 9 p.m. Um, and um, and then uh, yet again in May, we're going to be doing a residency every Thursday at 9.30, Stage 2 Rockwood. That's mm-hmm. kind of our, our home base right now. It's just such a great place to, to develop and to, to put on shows. And, it, you know, like you said, it's like I've always – and I've always been a local hang – home base type person i get i get very connected to people and i i become a regular at a place and that's what i love and i gotta tell you i love the local scene in new york again like i love the music there's just ridiculous music and musicians being just coming through every night at that place and and like you know even to what you were talking about before um it makes me want to set an example even just in terms of paying for music paying for a show to Mm -hmm. see you know or or whatever it might be even if it's donating to the tip bucket or something or buying someone's album it's just like it's the supporting of people and a lot of times you know what's interesting a lot of times it's the artists supporting themselves uh, each other you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm. that's and like, a community definitely yeah it, it's all the community and and i felt that in the past couple of years more than probably ever before in my life because you know we keep getting older and 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 things keep getting more expensive and you know as does new york and, and it's just like um just having that community is it's huge man you know what i mean and like tapping into that and being like wow like we're we're helping each other here you know and everybody's inspiring me you know i don't know it's just really cool speaking of community you're also coming down here to the city of philadelphia in june to play the roots picnic i believe the date is june 4th right yes sir yes sir uh definitely check them out um the venue is it at the where is the venue for that Good Lord, I have to check. I know I think it's the water. It's on the, the waterfront. The waterfront but, yeah, everyone yeah. here in Philadelphia knows where that is. Yeah, everyone knows that. Okay, good. They'll be tuning in. <laughs> uh, we'll have links here on the page for the videos that I talked about before. Also, thank you. You can oh, download great. Paris Monsters music on uh, iTunes. Yes, sir. Uh, Josh, it's been a pleasure to talk with you here this evening on the Bobcast. <laughs> Perhaps you, uh, Bob. the next time we speak, you'll be on a different level that I believe you and your partner deserve. Ah, thank you. Thank you. I hope so. Awesome. Thank you so much. My name's Bob. This has been an episode of Bobcast. We wish you well. Don't give up. Make sure you plug in your guitar tonight and practice for a couple hours before you go to sleep. Open your notebooks. Jot down some lyrics because you too can make it. My name's Bob. This has been another episode of Bobcast.
hard to understand Crushed beneath an ounce of hope But flattened by your heavy hand I know you're giving it your everything You're letting me down You say she's gone for the good Of all of us and so I should be Thankful for the life that lies ahead And be it understood That I have everything Well everything is letting me down So I know that her bitter heart is sweet again 